This is Jim Wallace. Political autocracy is now a daily concern in American public discourse. In our politics, we can feel an authoritarian political leadership rising up. Is that something that people of faith should engage? I think so. I just rewatched the parts of Donald Trump's State of the Union speech where it showed how upset he was with Democrats who weren't clapping for him during his talk. He kept looking at them and pointing to them and clapping his hands like suggesting, clap for me. And then this week he said his political opponents, those Democrats, were un-American. And then he said treasonous for not applauding him during the State of the Union. Then there was the memo. You probably heard about the memo. Nobody around the country read the memo, but in Washington, D.C., the obsession was with the memo. Republican Devin Nunez, chair of the House Intelligence Committee, got a partisan vote to put out his memo, a memo that attempts to, to discredit the FBI investigation of Donald Trump's campaign and administration in regard to Russian involvement in the election. Collusion, obstruction of justice, money laundering, all the rest. You've all been hearing that endlessly. The memo said the Justice Department and the FBI were corrupt and partisan in the way they're conducting this investigation. They did it by cherry-picking and distorting and disconnecting facts. But only one side got to put their memo out. So then Fox News took this memo and did this huge hype about releasing the memo, showing how this is the greatest scandal in American history, said Sean Hannity. It was all hyped. Then it came out, and it was it fizzled. It didn't say much. It was kind of pathetic. And the liberals all said, it's a dud. All the media said, it's a dud, nothing here. But you see, the hype was the point. The point was not the memo. The point was the hype. To get Donald Trump supporters around the country who don't trust institutions and, and want to defend him to say this whole process, this investigation, is, as he put it in his tweet, a partisan witch hunt. Well, if Congress doesn't act, doesn't fulfill its responsibilities, then there won't be a constitutional crisis. If elected Republican leaders act like they did this week in putting on a partisan memo, despite the facts, and not allowing the other side to be heard, and if they don't hold the president accountable because he's, he's a member of their own party, then you don't have a constitutional crisis. It will take Congress to act responsibly. And so far, they haven't shown their willingness to do that. So all this talk about constitutional crisis and Republicans and Democrats and checks and balances and all the Washington talk, is this just politics or are there deeper issues? Why should people of faith be concerned? Are there theological issues involved? I think there are. So I went back to some theologians writing about democracy. For example, C.S. Lewis, famous Christian writer. Uh, you'll remember him from the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe, wonderful children's books, movie series. But he was a serious theologian and a spirituality writer. He said, I'm a believer in democracy because I believe in the fall of man. Meaning, he would say that 
human beings, men and women, are sinful, are not always good, are not always perfect. He says, mankind, humankind, we would say, is so fallen that no man can be trusted with unchecked power over his fellows. In 1944, American public theologian Reinhold Niebuhr wrote in his book, The Children of Light and the Children of Darkness, man's capacity for justice makes democracy possible, but man's inclination to injustice makes democracy necessary. So I want to suggest that faith communities believe in democracy not because we think human beings are perfect, but because we know they are not. Checks, balances, accountabilities are essential in public life. And I'm hearing Republicans and Democrats raise up, lift up those deeper, wider questions. Michael Gerson, the Washington Post, uh, former speechwriter for George W. Bush, calling himself still a conservative. He says the nearly uniform cowardice among elected Republicans is staggering. E.J. Dion, who's a Democrat, writes for the Washington Post, says autocrats don't prevail unless they have allies to give them cover. So I think that standing up against increasingly authoritarian leadership in the United States will become a matter of faith. This won't be just politics about memos and about indictments and about reports from the special counsel. If indeed the President of the United States and his campaign and his administration has acted illegally, and that is proven by a special counsel, by an investigation, how we respond to that is really about how we are going to respond to the crisis of democracy. Robert Mueller holds American democracy in his hands as the special counsel. And whatever he reports, if it is proven to be true, what we say and what we do in response becomes very, very important. And if Trump won't hold himself accountable for his behavior, which uh, he hasn't yet so far, then what Congress does, what Republicans and Democrats do, becomes very important. This is about uh, saving democracy in this country. This is about the rule of law. This is about whether we can hold all of us accountable, whether or not the President of the United States still is under the law or whether he's not. So these issues about memos and about the politicking back and forth and Republicans and Democrats on committees boil down to whether we are a nation of laws and whether all of us, including the President of the United States, must live under a nation of laws. Time will tell. But if we have a constitutional crisis during the Christian season of Lent, a time for self-reflection, that would be a real test, not just of our democracy, but of the integrity of our faith. What's at stake now is the soul of the nation and the integrity of faith. I'm Jim Wallace. God bless you.